0: Guys before we jump into the show, I got a little bit of a message for you. It's 2017 everyone, we're here and my resolution is to boost our listenership and followership by blatantly bribing you all to share Grits and Grids podcast posts and our blog posts. I'm gonna do that with a little help from my friends. So, we put together three prize packs with a bunch of awesome stuff. The first one's called Eye Candy, which includes some t-shirts and some prints from good friends like Jay Fletcher and Caleb Morris. The second one's called Brain Food, where we have a bunch of books. Uh, Charlie Hopper's Selling Eating, Denise Leon's What Great Friends Do, and one of my own, Stop Blasting My Mama. And then we have the Grand Prize, which is a collection of a bunch of awesome stuff, including some uh, free fonts from Fort Foundry, as well as a free custom t-shirt order from black hat merchandising all of this is happening for each time you share one of our posts That's all you got to do share it or tag your friends on instagram or do something to proliferate the goodness that is grits and grids so share any post that you like on grits and grids with all your friends or tag them on instagram facebook or twitter we'll pick someone at random for each prize pack so only one winner per prize pack um, check out the website to see the full skinny on what you could win and tell the world about the amazingness that is Grits and Grids. As always, thank you for tuning in, thanks for listening, and now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. It is another episode of Grits and Grids, and today is a team talk for January, and I have Tom Durante on. Tom is an art director here at Iris Worldwide, works on a bunch of bigger clients.
1: Say hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me, Joseph. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your background and like what you do. Uh, so I am an art director at Iris. Um,
0: a former junior
1: art director. Former, yep. Drop former that junior, junior like a bad habit. Climbing the ranks furiously, <laughs> one rank at a time. Um, so yeah, I'm an art director, and currently, um, you know, the, one of the many great things about Iris is that you get a chance to work on pretty much any client you want or feel like asking for you mm-hmm. know if there's a if there's an opportunity you know there's a good chance you can work on a variety of different things so you know there are a few different clients here that take up most of my time but um, even as an art director I'm able to do some maybe unusual things mm-hmm. for my position so
0: well it's yeah. a fun it's a fun place we have here too cuz it's not um, it's not necessarily focused on any one service like mm-hmm. we kind of coin ourselves as an idea first idea anything media i'm sorry idea everything like media anything right. company so right. um that puts us in a really cool space to where we could be doing an experiential thing we could be mm-hmm. doing a brand identity we could be working with a startup we could be working with ongoing um which is actually a really good segue into this month's theme um which is all about new beginnings um for everyone involved. So whether you're a a designer inside of a studio thinking about going off on your own or you are a studio that's small and growing and trying to figure out how do you make that next step, uh, this month we have a good set of people that um, I'll introduce in a minute. But the cool thing about Iris is that we don't niche in anyone's servers there is a big case to be made for niching in a service mm-hmm. and maybe that's your thing like you know we're like uh for instance we have craig johnson on coming up this month craig johnson's the f- co-founder and uh a brilliant mind at matchstick uh brand identity house here in atlanta mm-hmm. so they do all brand identity
1: yep and i actually know a couple um people who i, I think they're uh, maybe you know those art director mm-hmm. designer hybrids over at matchstick and their work is really impressive so i'm looking forward to do hearing we call them matchstickers Met, match stickians? Match Matchstickians. I think that's what it is. Stickians. Yeah, you know, it, it, in uh, you know, to always, it, Iris being my only agency uh, that I have worked at, um, mm-hmm. did a couple things outside of advertising before I eventually made the leap into creative. But um, you know, just from my experience so far at Iris, um, it has been not not to sound cheesy, but it's been mm-hmm. kind of like one big new beginning, even through the course of yeah. three years. Um, It it feels, you know, when you look back to when I first joined back when I was an intern, Mm -hmm. um, it's incredible to see how much has grown. And every new client that we win, every new brief that comes in from existing clients seems to be, um, you know, another baby step in the direction of, you know, those big giants mm-hmm. in the advertising or design industry you mm-hmm. know they, you can look back even as simple as you know a month ago and <laughs> yeah. see the improvements in this place and, and it's really incredible and I, I think that has a lot to do with you know of course clients that are you know tr- are trusting us more and more sure yeah um, we have unbelievable leadership you know yeah. candy is incredible and you know um, Uh, Even on our account side, we see that growing so much Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're going out and hunting down the new opportunities, which is allowing us to do even bigger and better work. So, you know, to tie it all back, it's it it, again, it sounds cheesy, but it it has been one new beginning because I don't many of us have not been here before. So, um, yeah, it's a cool topic and something that I definitely um, it resonates Pretty quickly with me because I am closer towards the beginning of my career.
0: Right. So, yeah, and it's a, it's a it's a great path to be on and a, and a an awesome vehicle to be in too. I mean, I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. You know, I had been through it with vigor a couple of times, but we never were inching towards that. You know, <laughs> that big agency. I call them BDAs, big dumb agencies. Right. Um, you know, I don't think we'll ever necessarily become one of those because of our thinking, and it's not we're not selling these packaged goods of like, okay, here's your t- here's your television spot, and then here's the general look, see you later, right. like a lot of these agencies are doing. And right. that's, that's not necessarily meant to be a jab, right. um, but that's the way things have always been done, whereas we are, you know, forget the deliverables, think about the idea. Yeah. And um, I think in a lot of ways that may be, you know, I think that's how um, the, those folks over at Matchstick uh, do such great work mm-hmm. in their core service offering right but then there's definitely a spot where that ends and you know the marketing and how, how do you deliver this idea and how do you um make it come to life outside of the brand identity world like mm-hmm. how do you take that all the work that they've done and then communicate it yeah and um you know i think that's where experts in different fields really come into play and so that's so we have alice and seth coming on this month, mm-hmm. and she's from Seth Design Group, and they're a lot like Vigor in that it's basically all restaurant all the time. Yeah, that's, that's really what cool. they do. Yeah. And so, like, she, yes, she probably she develops a lot of up-brand identities, but there's also the marketing of that brand yeah. that um, happens after the fact
1: that experts really do a good job of. Well, and I, I think that's something that uh, Vigor does really well. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if Vigor were to be a, you know, few hundred person powerhouse of a design <laughs> shop, yeah. um, would you be able to get, realistically, would you have the same quality of work with the same attention to detail with that same, like, as an agency, we will walk with you, the client, mm-hmm. from point A to point B, and will I will personally be there. If you right. were, if Figure if were 200 people, I doubt that would be able to happen. And so, sure, we have... Fewer clients because you know a, a smaller team can't handle right. such volume. But you know that that brings about other opportunities that mm-hmm, will mm-hmm. follow up right after maybe a project such as Urban Tree. You know from right. the um, from the brand in its conceptual stages to its you know packaging on the shelves. And and you can see that work in the Prince Regional Design Annual that just nice. came out a couple weeks ago. Shapeless oh, It's so smooth. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I think um, you know we are able to, and this is you know patting ourselves on the back. I think we are able to compete with those mm-hmm. big giant agencies that get you know you, you see in every award book. Yeah. Um, but on a smaller scale, and it's a little bit more intimate, and maybe a little bit more personal. Because as an art director, I'm also doing some of the design work, or, right. or maybe like a little motion piece to project on the wall of yeah. a cidery. Like that, that, it's just so cool. I, I guess that's more my style.
0: Yeah, yeah. So a lot of a lot of people probably listening to this um, are in a position where. You know, inherently January is the time to talk mm-hmm. about what the hell am I going to do for the next 12 months? You know, like, I think a lot of people may have been sitting on this burning desire to do X, but haven't really pulled the trigger on it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it just seems like January is the month to do it. Like, it's almost like this fuck it month. Like, if I'm not going to do it now... Oh, we can swear. Oh, we can yes. totally swear. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unleash the beast. Heck yes. Um, <laughs> and you say heck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um... You know, in that in that same vein, you had so yeah. I, I imagine that a lot of people listening here are either thinking of starting a restaurant, mm. starting a new uh, uh, craft brew or or beverage brand. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, a lot of our listeners are creative. so we have people that are like, "All right, I'm sitting in this this desk. Uh, uh-huh. I like to draw more than I like to do this work. Yeah. I want to get out." Or, yeah. uh, you know, maybe it's okay. I'm a four person, five person shop. How the hell do I take that next step forward? Mm-hmm. What's my direction? So we talk a lot about niching, and we talk, uh, and we talk about um, a, a few people. Like for instance, we have Nancy Palmer on. We're going to talk about craft brew, and yeah. like she runs the uh, Georgia Craft Brewers Guild. But I think one of the reasons why I wanted you on Team Talk is because you have a story where you were going down a path in a career that wasn't bad. You liked it, yeah. but you you had a calling. Yeah. So so tell us tell us about that, and then what what, what pushed you over the edge? Sure.
1: Um, and, and it's definitely a story that I love talking about, and I, I kind of talk about it a lot because I am, um, I don't know, I'm becoming a little bit more of a mentor for people mm-hmm. um, back where I'm from, Buffalo. Um, you know, people, mm-hmm. it's a smaller town. It traditionally hasn't drawn creatives, but... Um, the you snow. Know, it's the snow. It, well, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, and, and just brutal loss after loss in the sports realm. But that's a different story. We'll continue <laughs> that later. Um, but, you know, th- so I, I'm, I talk about this a lot as people reach out, people who were once in my situation. So, you know, growing up in Buffalo, um, I grew up in a very, very artistic family. My grandmother is an unbelievably gifted um Dancer. A Painter. Painter. She, she's a painter. Thank you. <laughs> um, my aunt as well, and, and my mom actually more recently is starting to do, the, to do that. So yeah. creativity was always encouraged, but um, my parents, um, being in the science field, they were... Um, you know, we None of us knew about advertising. None sure. of us knew about graphic design. We knew about fine arts and music and mm-hmm. performance and stuff like that. Um, and most importantly, uh, we learned from day one how... Creativity is important no matter what. Right. My my father is a physician, he plays the piano. Right. And is a photographer. My mom is a nurse and she paints. So yeah. like that that give and take was always really important. So sure. growing up, I'll skip forward. That's um amazing. eventually found myself graduating from St. Bonaventure University, Gobani's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where I then was hired as an admissions counselor to um, recruit and, you know, market and sell the school to prospective sure. college students. And that was really my opportunity to stick around, um, maybe earn a, earn a master's degree, but mostly just hang around at my alma mater, which yeah. I love. Um, I eventually did a, um, in an effort to go towards creative, I saw the opportunity to do a master's degree in inter- integrated marketing communication. Mm-hmm. It had a couple different creative courses. Um, again I would like that's when I was really starting to see okay I love doing this stuff mm-hmm. I love the idea of graphic design I don't know how to do it um, but I can I would love to get paid to do that sure you know yeah yeah um, and and you I can would get paid to draw yeah and and it's I just saw that as being you know more so than money mm-hmm. let's be real um, I saw that as being a really interesting and potentially fulfilling way to mm-hmm. earn a living like yeah that that um, you know, to have the creative juices always flowing just seems really my, up my alley. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, did did that master's program um, where I met a guy named Mike Jones Kelly. Mm-hmm. He is um, he's an icon in the advertising industry. He has owned his own agencies. He's a, uh, a copywriter by trade, but creative director uh-huh. later on, and then he became an educator um, and eventually. Founded the Creative Circus down here in Atlanta. Right, um, it's an unbelievable portfolio school for anybody interested in graphic yeah. design, uh, art direction, copywriting, photography—you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he one day, when we were, you know, we were in one of these creative classes, said, "You can do this," and you know, there is an opportunity for you to go down to Atlanta and study this and hone your creative skills mm-hmm. and pursue something if you're interested in it. Mm-hmm. And he he very clearly said keep working, get work get world experience. Right. Um do a job you hate because you're you could find a job that you like love. That's like
0: the most important thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I I can't stress that enough. Like having a job you hate it's a yin and yang, right? Yeah. I mean it just makes the, you know, uh, y- yin and yang's beautiful because the black is never so black and the white is never so white right. and the yin yang, uh, yin yang. It's whatever. all about perspective. The yin and yang twins for, yeah. from Atlanta. That's great too. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like if you have a job that you hate, when you find that thing that you love, my God, you yeah. want so much more. Yeah,
1: and, and it made... So skipping forward, yeah, yeah. I, I did... I, I worked for a bit longer, mm-hmm. maybe half a year longer or so, and um, I eventually um uh, made the decision to move down here to Atlanta from Buffalo um, without ever visiting Atlanta, without ever visiting the Creative Circus. Sure. I enrolled I I mean this was a leap of faith for myself and my girlfriend. She moved right. down with me. Thank God I would have never been able to do any of this without her. Yeah. Um thank you, Jenny. Uh, Jenny's great. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so I enrolled at the circus mm-hmm. and um that was simultaneously terrifying but more so really really exciting yeah um you know they they open the door day one for orientation and they say this is your first day in advertising it's yeah. not when you graduate you learn it's advertising or design or whatever right. concentration you're in um and so i went through the two-year program and i absolutely fucking loved it yeah like it, it was um it was incredibly hard work i've i've I really worked hard, Um, but I did it because I was, I had a really small group of friends, Mm -hmm. a handful of people who are now just killing it. Yeah. I would like to consider myself as well. I
0: believe you're killing Um, it. I've seen some murder. (laughs)
1: Um, But we motivated each other, and it made that experience a lot easier. Um, And, you know, we were there for each other, and luckily these were not people who would have meltdowns. It was the type of, like, just inspiration just kind of oozed out of them, and they were they were fun to be around. And um, I mean, I, I miss them a ton because you know we're all over the country now. Yeah, so. those people
0: really do. Um, I mean, who who you share class with and who become? They, I mean, they're essentially your colleagues. Pardon the interruption, folks, but here's a message from one of our sponsors. The only thing embarrassing about 2016 was you didn't launch your brand. The minimums were too high. Screen fees were ridiculous and you knew your project was going to be run after the horrible family reunion t-shirts. Your brand deserves the same craft and respect you put into it and that won't happen with your average partner. Black Cat Merchandising is way more than a churn and burn screen printer. They're a true partner to launch and grow your brand the smart way. No screen fees, low minimum orders, and fair pricing. Black Cat Merch is run by designers for designers, with the focus of growing your brand. Make 2017 the year your brand takes over by visiting blackcatmerch.com and mentioning Grits and Grits for a special offer. Um, mm-hmm. even when you're in college. Because, you know, I went to a school that was very intense as well. Yeah. Um, God rest its soul, even right. soul. I think it sold its soul, and that's hey, part of the problem. <laughs> but that's a lot of, the, the,
1: the
0: with creative schools, that yeah. happens a lot. And it's a bummer because this was an institution in the North, well, I would say in the Mid-Atlantic area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, little small town of York yeah. had a great art school. Anyway, um, I, I can think of one in particular, you know, colleague that I had that, we're in very mild communication. I, I, I probably would like it to be a lot more. His name's Tyler Honey. Great designer, um, had much of a different path. I think he's still in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, but him and I working, I, I miss working with him. Mm-hmm. It was always great because his ideas made my ideas better, vice versa, and we really, and I think we you know we saw a lot of that with you and Lucas, mm. and I think Lewis is out west coast in it, northwest coast in it. Yep. Publicis. 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 Who really knows? I don't even know anymore. But yeah, so I feel you. I mean, that really, yeah. it, it. There's a lot of lone wolves that I know out there, and sometimes I, I've been accused of being one. But it's um, you know, collaboration with people like smart people who don't have the exact same skill set that you have. Yeah, is just one of the most brilliant things in the world.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's good to be a lone wolf because sometimes you got to do that. Oh, it's uh, terrible. Other, <laughs> as long as you can. Reel it in, and and I mean, I th- I personally think you're really good at that. Like yeah. with, with the with the beer clients and the cider clients, um, y- you know that you we can all break away and then come back and go. Yeah. So yeah, there's a little bit of that. Like yeah. like go into your own little huddle.
0: I think one of the biggest problems that like so this will be good for the small studios is when you when you start a studio without a ton of money, you know you end up being the person who wears every freaking hat yeah, yeah and so if you're looking to go out on your own one of the things you don't realize as much as you probably should I mean you probably know it but you don't quite get it is that as in a studio or agency owner you will be doing more bookkeeping yeah lawyering, uh, negotiating selling yeah. than you will actually be doing probably what you love so yeah. it, it's one thing to consider because I think in, in almost every industry, the the workers and the people that are like boots on the ground tend to look at their bosses with a little bit of um, negativity. Mm. Like, oh, you know, they have it easy. How hard is it? You know, like they get paid so much and I get paid so little, and I'm the one oh, doing God. all the work. You know, and that's I'm not saying that happens in our office. Definitely but I've not. I've seen yeah. it, in, like I've seen it in other instances. Even even my father, who was a welder, mm. you know, has an inherent hatred for the C level people because he's the one welding the bikes together. right? And uh, they're up there just sitting in their fru-fru offices, blah, blah, blah. But that work is soul-sucking for a creative. And so it's like, you know, if you're looking at at going out on your own, do consider that I would say at least half your time is doing the shit you don't want to, probably don't really want to be doing. Right, 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 right. Um, And it's not creative. And with that, you have to build a team of people. And Mm -hmm. then the most important thing is you have to let
1: go. Yeah, and let those people that you hired do their thing. I foresee that being something that I have to work on. Like sure. I I totally see that being like if and when I'm lucky enough to be of a position to have like creative teams yeah. below me, um below you. Yeah, make sure yeah. you make sure you get that B part. <laughs> um <laughs> I definitely I I think that's, you know, it, it's going to be tricky to yeah. um to not want to get down on the computer and and do it myself because that oh, has yeah, been yeah. what I you know what that I've been never doing. goes away though I mean
0: there's a certain level of it where yeah. if you see something it's like you know what it's gonna be easier to do this and then show them for next time than to sit there and try to explain it I yeah, think yeah. what I'm thinking more of is like. You know, when you start off on your own, you're you're an account person.
1: The actual startup of
0: yes, like yeah. you are you are an everything person, oh. and so I have that problem too, where I still have a lot of, I have a lot of communication with car, with our clients on that level as yeah. a strategist slash account person slash creative. Yeah, and it's really hard to pull away from that and let, for instance, someone like Jarrett, yeah, who's an account person, right, do his job and be the account
1: person. Um, and so there's a little bit of pulling away, well, you have a you have a really good guy on it, yeah, I mean Jared Jared is trained very, very well. right he's um he's consistently on the ball, sure. So I think that makes it easier. but I, I totally get what you're saying. and i I can imagine because I, I you know I have not started up a right. design shop um, knowing what it takes to just be a creative part of one, right. Oh man. I, I mean that, yeah. that's a lot. So um what I, on the plus side, yeah, it just a couple of years into this career, you know th- it's amazing how much you learn. yeah, you know, when I was when I was at the circus or when I started interning here, i I was kind of looking around a little dazed because right. there was just so much that I didn't know, and you you know, baby steps. And yeah, it, and it's it's amazing what just a couple years in will do. Yeah, I think a little bit of humbleness helps with that too.
0: I mean, you you've you've yeah, come you in very humble. like eager to learn. You're still eager to learn, uh, eager to learn um, with a realization that you may not be right. Yeah, well, usually think, not. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the yeah. thing is, like a lot of people that go off on their own tend to have almost
1: like a chip on their shoulder a lot of times, and uh-huh. they they know a better way of doing it. Oh, so they may have gone out on their own because maybe they they weren't getting their ideas yeah. through yeah. Or ideas
0: through or they thought something wasn't being done the right way within the agency mm-hmm. um, I, you know it's, it's inherent like I can do this better um, and I think there are just some missing components in a lot of those folks heads like not everyone obviously mm-hmm. but you know I can do this better I know how to handle this better and then what ends up happening is that turns
1: into no one knows right. better than me I think and the, I think it's something you have to be cognizant of to like stay away from I think in life in general, having an attitude of "I can do this better" is yeah, kind of crappy. you know. It's um, like how, how if do, you take how it do, too far, of course, um, you know, how, at at least examine how to how can we do this better first. Yeah, Before can you can we go or nuts? Maybe just different.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. You know, because you got to look at. It. I mean, there's a lot of that right now. There has to be a lot of that right now in the craft beer world, for instance, because that's that's the one that's oh burgeoning. God. You know, restaurant world has been around for a while and it's constantly ebbing and flowing, but the craft beer world is just. It just when you think it couldn't explode more, it's exploding more. Yeah, and you have a lot of people who are getting into it because they love it, and they're not asking like so. They go off and they start homebrewing, and they're like, "Well, we can brew beer. Mm-hmm. We should do this professionally." Right. And then, but they don't really think about the nuances of uh, of running a brewery. Yeah. Which you know Nancy will shine shine some light on uh, later in the month on that episode, but they're underfunded. Mm-hmm. They don't understand the business side of it. Like, you realize you have to interface with the FDA.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What? Right. Yeah, because you're food, yeah. technically. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there there are rules and laws to play, and it's the same thing with like owning a creative studio. It's not as simple as opening up, getting QuickBooks, and paying some taxes. Oh. You know, there's yeah. licenses you got to get. There's um, you know, taxes itself are crazy, mm-hmm. um, insurance, there's, um, oh my God, you yeah. know, like actually business insurance and health insurance, and if you get an employee, oh, shit, now you have to deal with, like, all the nuances of, like, tax withholdings for them, making sure that they have insurance mm-hmm. options, and then you got to have a 401k, probably, because, mm-hmm. you know, believe it or not, benefits are not something that is required. benefits are something that lures good talent to you absolutely you know and then so then you start realizing that okay i have five people working underneath me 20 days out of the year i have Mm -hmm. to pay them for days they don't work Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden scrooge from uh from the movie doesn't sound so greedy because you're like holy shit man like i gotta pay you and you haven't done anything today yeah so that stuff starts becoming a really big reality and then you start seeing like the agency that you worked at or the studio that you worked at like oh that's why they did certain things a certain way. Definitely. That's why they charged what they charged. Definitely. Because I think a lot of people, when they go off on themselves, one of the biggest things is mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be this expensive. Because if I do it, you know, it'll, it's only going to take me X amount of time. Yeah. So there's a lot of nuances to going on yourself. Not to yeah. scare people into not doing it,
1: but... I mean, I, th- I think it's exciting. I, I have, a, I, have um, I think, a respect for people too. who... Uh, go out and freelance, um, be, because I, I admire that independence mm-hmm. and and the the um, knowing. Okay, well, you know, from what I've heard, like yeah. if if I earn this, I have to save half of that for tax time because there's <laughs> all of these things that occur with sure. money and things I clearly don't understand. So. Yeah. Um, I, I think you have to just be prepared and ask the questions before you start doing that. And yeah. You know, if, if you are um one thing I will say, if there is a if there's a junior or a soon to be junior listening, um don't don't if you can't find a job at an agency, don't right. go freelance right away. Right. Um Primarily because if you don't have agency experience, how are you going to know if the freelancing you're doing is even correct? Right. (laughs) At its fundamental level. But um, this agency experience, especially at a place like Iris Mm -hmm. and um, working with Vigor, is awesome because. There's so much transparency. Yeah. Um, if I have a question about finances, I get up, walk 50 feet, and I talk to Dan. Yeah. You know, and ask him a question of, you know, why would... So we have a client that does this. We're getting paid that. What's the end game? I, sure. can, li- I can ask that question over lunch, if yeah. I want. Um, if there is an account question about, you know, a decision on maybe how um, a brief was handled or what their... What the client's deep down thoughts are, mm-hmm. I can get up and go ask. Right. Um I I think at a big huge agency where you have the the guy in the tower, you know, back room right. and then the floors the right and then you have <laughs> floors of cubicles. Yeah. You 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 can't oh. always go get those questions answered which may or may not equip you with the knowledge and skills to eventually go off on your own. So yeah. I'm I'm very um Cognizant of all of that as I yeah. am, you know, hopefully, you know, continuing to grow. Um, but it's one of the many reasons why I love this place. Sure. Because we, we can do all of that. But, you you know, you did intern here. I think it was a
0: paid internship, and that's yeah. great. And, yeah. You know, I think for people that are just getting into the industry, take that internship. You know, yeah. it's good to swing for the fences, but at the same time, if, if it's a contract, like a freelance contract, or just take it, get in there. Because, you know, part of it is. A good thing about, like, a freelance for, like, let's say, like, a three-month trial is that, one, you get your feet wet, Mm -hmm. you get to work with some teams, you get to learn some things, but also you get to figure out, do I align with this culture?
1: Exactly. And vice
0: versa. The agency says, does this guy, does this uh, woman align with our culture? Yeah. Um, It's like speed dating, really. It is like speed dating. And so I say take those opportunities, but don't go out and start a studio where... You know, um, or, or start a start a start a uh, like a firm or an agency. Mm-hmm. Like you know, freelancing is healthy, I think. But I agree that getting into the agency yeah. or a studio that is growing is the best thing to do while you're younger. Yeah. Get your feet wet. You're going to learn a lot of shit that you wouldn't have learned otherwise. Oh yeah. And then, you know, if you still have that itch to go off on your own, go mm-hmm. off on your own. You may
1: find that you love being around in an agency Humans. culture. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> yeah. everybody kind of likes maybe just having a cool home studio. Yeah. Um, and then spend three of five working days in an agency. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that that sounds pretty sweet to me. Yeah. But That's not, not to
0: say you can't build that for yourself in that agency. Like, you right. know, like, hey, look, I want to work four days here
1: and work one day at home.
0: A lot of people do that.
1: Um, that's um, yeah. That, I mean that yeah. that, and I I love that idea because uh, it, you know if you're in an agency that would welcome that type exactly of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because you're you may have earned that trust from a creative. And director. that's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah. It's the trust, like, you know yeah I know some account people have done that too.
1: yeah, like you can't go home and like not do
0: anything. Like, but like, I, I would know? sit
1: on my couch and talk to my dogs. It was funny literally is like, a conversation. I find I
0: am more I am more productive, yeah, at home sometimes huh. than I am actually here because you don't have the distractions or you don't have people coming up every five minutes and yeah. like, needing and it's not a bad thing. That's one of the good things about being there and available. yeah, but it's also pretty bad when you're dealing with like a project that, God, you just need like, a couple of hours of non-interruption to actually get through it
1: very true and, and there there have been times that um, and it, it tends to be more design work um, of course where I'll um, kind of willingly hang on to a little maybe it's a logo project sure um, and then come in on a Sunday when I, when I no mean, one's here when yeah. nobody's here and I can turn up the music and I, I mean I don't find that to be work yeah. because I love it so much and it's relaxing I, I'm kind of hanging out, listen to a podcast or, um, you know, so I, I, I don't know what my point is, but I know what you're
0: saying. Yeah. No, we're just chatting. I think these are all things that people need to consider. You know, it sounds a little bit scary. and I think that's maybe part of this, part of this process is give you the information that you need to make that decision Mm -hmm. this month or next. I will say that next month, February is going to be all about passion, which again seems a little bit trite, but I think, um, you know, this is our first year of podcast, so why not do that? And I think that that will be a little more uplifting in the go free, realize your passion, yeah. like balls to the wall, just jump. This I think needs to be a little bit more like here's the realistic expectations and here's the considerations that you need to have before you make a huge decision. Yeah, like I, this.
1: I, I think um, you know, the is it passion or is it drive? You know, right. drive. Uh, I don't have a very articulate way of saying it, but I, I'm more pulled towards passion than drive. Passion sure. is like, I can't live without it. Drive is, I need to get here. You right, know? yeah, yeah. I need that Drive title. implies an end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, passion mm-hmm. is, what would my life be without it? That's my right. interpretation of all of that. And so I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, as the the only thing is I knew we were going to be talking about this is like new beginnings thing. Um you know, mm-hmm. for for people who are in an undergrad, such as St. Bonaventure, go um, <laughs> there There isn't an arts program, necessarily. Right. You can do fine arts. You learn about art history, and you do some general creative courses. But mm-hmm. um, I, I all, all the time, these students who I'm, you know, I, I willingly reach out to them, and they reach out to me for right. guidance, and, you know, should I... Should I pull the plug and do this? That's always an interesting sure. question. Yeah. Well, tell me tell me exactly how your life is at this very moment. Yeah. I'll make the decision for you. No, it doesn't work like yeah. that. But, um, you know, that, oh, man, I'm not creative. Yeah. <laughs> drives me crazy. Right. Because, sure, I felt that before any of this. But, um, or that opportunity, I'll never get that opportunity. That type of um, stopping yourself before you've even started yeah. is, like, I, that that right there, it sounds obvious, but my God, you you know how often it is. Mm-hmm. You've you've talked to undergrad students, or maybe mm-hmm. I, I remember um, maybe a year ago. I talked so. for a little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I I don't know what it is about students, or um, it, maybe it's just um, maturity or or self confidence, but. You know, there's. you have to be bold, you have to be super brave to go into an, a, a field like this because yeah. we, get, we get pummeled all well, the I think, time. I think that <laughs> bravery and that confidence is built, especially
0: uh, going back to what we said earlier, when you have a shitty job, you know, the kind of job that when you wake up in the morning to go to, you actually start sobbing. Um, because I had that, you know, like I delivered mattresses and I worked a help desk, you know, yeah, it was gnarly. And I, I, when you have that in your back pocket, same thing with relationships. When you're going through a bad relationship, (laughs) it's like you almost have this, what's the worst thing that can happen? I know what the worst thing that can happen. And I know that I live through it. And I know that if I don't push, Mm -hmm that's the worst thing that could happen and so i think that's um something to keep in your back pocket as well so i'm gonna land this plane uh because we actually have a phone call in 15 minutes oh that's right um, we do <laughs> so anyway um i want people to find you online i will say this you're gonna have to want to follow tom because he has made his handles on social extremely <laughs> difficult if you're on your cell phone uh so where, where can people
1: find? yeah you? um so you can find me on Instagram. Oh my God, it's so annoying. So it is <laughs> at underscore T underscore underscore D underscore. Yeah. Tom doesn't want to be followed. Yeah, I try to remain a little bit anonymous online, but um, I, I love Instagram. I, I try to capture some cool things. I mean, yeah, I so think amazing. you do yeah. um, or you could check out more, my uh, portfolio uh, t-duranti.com. Awesome.
0: Cool. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Um, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks we, so much, man. This is yeah. awesome. Absolutely, man. Awesome. Anytime. Um So have a good week, and uh, we'll see you, Nick. Well, I guess we'll hear from you, or you'll hear us. Forget it.
1: I'm I'm going to put this on every night as I fall asleep. This, this I'm this going would to be listen to myself.
0: Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <And> once again, <laughs> all right, y'all. Have thank a good thank one. talking to you follow us at grits grids that's grits grids with no end in between on instagram and twitter this podcast and the grits and grids blog is a passion project of vigor a restaurant and beverage branding and marketing firm based in atlanta check us out at www.vigorbranding.com and of course we're all over social media until next week stay hungry stay thirsty and be creative